What time is it? It's time for work at Spursy. Hey, this is Wiggins Bursey. Mike, Steve, and Dave. Boys, nice to see you. Been a couple weeks. Mike, let's start with you. How you doing? Um, I'm doing okay, Dave. Uh so I guess we um I guess we had uh, a week off uh where we didn't we didn't talk on the uh on the interwebs. And um I did a I so I had to, you know, go off and do my other podcast uh but before that happened, um, did we talk about the fishbowl incident? We did. Yes. We 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 talked at great length about it. Okay, I just want to make sure because my memory is are pretty you, bad. Are you coming the, back two weeks later? You wanted the to party. Your the, so the so the party I went to this weekend. Um, <laughs> there's the segue. There's the segue. So um, cannabis is legal in Vermont, and um, I went to a, a release party. Um, for a, a, a celebrity's uh, uh, cannabis um, that he grows on his farm and legally in Vermont grows on his farm. So I went to that party and um, great time, good music, good food. I did not drink any beers. I, I stayed true to my uh, to my dry January. Coming um, to an end. Yeah, it's coming to an end here. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure that because of that, that evening, um, I have forgotten that we had already talked about the incident, but I did have surgery on said Ooh. finger. Nice. You are without the mitt this time around. No so mitt, no mitt, no oven mitt. Um, I, and I do, uh, get to have the stitches out. I'm assuming tomorrow. So that's, what's good. in uh, in, in Mike world. Also, my son's, uh, just destroying soccer. Nice. Like two different nice. teams, uh, his 5v5 team and his 7v7 team. Mike, Mike I got a question for you. Um, <clears throat> and Steve might have an opinion on this. I don't know, but I, his I'm opinions curious. suck. I, I, and I don't have that a strong opinion this. on this, but I'm curious um, in the context of a dry January, or, or some might call it a sober January, like how does the use of other substances fit into the calculus of dryness if you will you guys have opinions uh, on that i mean obviously we know your opinion mike <laughs> well so no, no well you asked me the question i'm gonna and i'm gonna I give did, you my I answer did. so my opinion my opinion is that uh be, because i don't do it often uh, uh, often enough anyway um i i usually just do it for, to uh help sleep uh because i have some chronic back pain that kind of stuff but i, I don't do it like i did when i was in my 20s you know fair <laughs> None of us uh, do things like we did when we were in our twenties. No, no, no. I don't even drink like that anymore. Um, but uh, I, I, I took up the whole the whole dry January thing as part of a a, a thing to kind of detoxify my body from from the alcohol. Um, other people might take it to uh, a, a deeper level where they're doing the the uh, what is it the hard seventy five. Or seventy five hard. Yeah, they call I've read that. a little bit about that, that yeah. shit. Um, yeah. but you know, and some may just say, you know, no, no foreign substances at all, right? Um, for that month, so I just I decided to do uh, to detoxify myself from the from the alcohol. So that's I guess I guess it's up to your interpretation of the dry January. So dry to me, you know, always means no alcohol and now if we were doing sober october that's a different story oh interesting interesting steve opinion on that before we transition to you and what you got going on sober october sounds like just an awful idea it's sounding right yeah it's just one of the you know you're getting into you know some of the most miserable weather coming up it's cold it's dark and you want to pick that month of all months yeah, I know Mike is not the biggest fan of uh, Noah Khan in the world, but one thing that I love about Noah Khan's music is like his themes of like 
yeah, this weather sucks. Uh, so I'm going to get drunk. That That's kind of his prevailing theme. Yeah. He hates Vermont, but <laughs> he hates he, Vermont. He loves he to use us to make himself famous. He absolutely does. <laughs> You're right. My daughter, guy, so right? I, I hate Noah Khan, right? And my daughter, the other day, my daughter loves to play music, you know, in the shower. So she, she's, you know, you can always hear it. It's like blaring, you know, because, you, you know, if you're in the shower, you can't hear the music. So she takes her, she takes her little portable speaker in there with her and, you know, she belts out the tunes and my dis, disdain and dislike for Noah Khan is, uh, is, is well known. Uh, amongst our, our friends and and family members, yeah, you and of are course, you and of course, I came up from from the cellar, um, and sure enough, I hear her belting out Noah Khan up there. That that stick season thing, which nobody ever uses, by the way. I'm sorry, it's it's not a Vermont thing to say. Interesting, stick, stick season is not a Vermont thing. Interesting. I I always uh, viewed it as. It's it's like April when all the damn sticks are on the ground and you got to go around and pick them up as opposed to like November and December when everything is just brown and sticky. Yeah, yeah enough of that. Brown, <laughs> over sticky. to Steve. Yeah, over to Steve. Before but, you get uh, in trouble. Big what problem. you got going on, buddy? Uh, well, you know, um, I had something lined up. Uh, so uh, real quick, let me tell you the story. <laughs> let me tell you what uh, got me distracted. So first off, um, you know, Dave, given the name you've selected today and Mike given your nickname, this is where this conversation fits in. So Isaac today comes home from school. And he comes running over to me. Uh, give me a big <clears> hug. And you know what he says to me? He says, hi, Pops. Nice. It's like, nice. yep, okay, we're doing this now. Um, but what, what distracted me is I'm noticing on, uh, this particular platform that we're using, uh, to do this video, uh, content that I have a button now for an AI companion. Ooh, I do too. I what is that? What does that do? Have you clicked on that yet? I, I haven't. I have no idea what it does. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a test drive here and just see what happens. So we're, if I disappear, we're doing it live. I'm going to hit that live meeting button in a second. I think. <laughs> Uh, Part of I have to, I have like, to ask the admin to enable AI companion. So, Mike, I think uh, there's a request coming your direction. Should I should I proceed? Should I go ahead and what does it do? We're lear- this is the play. learning podcast. Let's see. Today. All right, Mike, you should um, have some sort of request coming through. If you get a, a funny little friend who's like AI that. companion is <laughs> it's the Microsoft paperclip, like just like hey guys, <laughs> I noticed you're recording a podcast. Can I make it better for you? <laughs> just disconnects me altogether <laughs> it's really doing nothing it's doing the ai companion is here for a transcript a transcript oh it'll it'll be like a scribe thing that's yeah all. it's a scribe and it says like uh, if yeah, here's don't something you can try crap. catch me up was my name no. mentioned are there what are the action items that's i'm convinced dumb. I'm, I'm convinced that that, that yeah, ai disable. companion is just sending our transcript directly to uh big government Precisely. Tyler if they Mon- want to listen yes. to Wicked Spursy, more power to them. Like, just if, you, <laughs> if you're going to uh, big government, um, come on in, hit that, uh, mash that subscribe button. Mash yeah, Joe, Joe down below that, that button down there. His desk. <laughs> you know, Steve, uh, just to connect to what your little your little you fella Joe, said, you uh, under what Dave Joe Biden? Joe Biden's getting the transcript under yeah, his yes, desk. You said, yeah, under his desk. Or honest desk, just like all the, just like all the presidents, they get some, they get they got something going on under the desk. <laughs> Biden gives transcripts. <laughs> Steve, I have decided, uh, and I'm in no rush for this to happen, but I have decided that when when the day comes that I become a grandfather, pops is the name I'm going to go with. That's that's my uh, my nomenclature of choice. Excellent. Yeah, I, I approve of that. Thank you. I approve. Thank you. I figured you didn't need you know, my approval, but I'm giving it to you. Better than you know. I don't want to just be grandpa. That's that's just that's that's old. Pops is still cool. I've got I the built-in nickname that. already, so I'm I'm gonna be Poppy. Obviously, you kind of do Poppy like P A P I. You gonna go Latin? No, no. My style? my actual nickname is Poppy. P O P P Y. Ooh, Poppy. <laughs> I like it when you say it like that, Dave. You do. I'm pretty good at that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is uh my last this is gonna be my last absolutely sober wicked spursy for the year. No, so we are uh Steve, I don't know what we're gonna do when we get a uh, <laughs> drunk mic back, you know? It's gonna be, gonna be interesting. <laughs> it's gonna go off the walls. Fucking it's gonna border on chaos. 
<laughs> just wait, buddy. Wet, wet Mike is back. <laughs> wet Mike is back. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow! All right. Every connotation. How about we talk about the football? What do you say, fellas? Sound good? I, I, I guess. All right. So uh, there was a match this past weekend. There's a match coming up. Let's start with uh, the match this past weekend. Uh, Mike, why don't you get started? What'd you, what'd you see? What'd you think? What'd you like? What'd you uh, hate? Scenes at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, scenes. The scenes. Uh, it. I watched at, at McKee's with the, with the Vermont Spurs. And it looked to me like there was enthusiasm in the crowd. Uh, there was a little bit of that, uh, you know, it looked like it looked like it was kind of a festival, kind of fun atmosphere. Everybody's getting ready for this game. There's a lot of hope, um, a lot of hope in the crowd. Um, it, it, there was a lot of hope pregame going into it on, on the social media Um and uh, you, you know what they say? It's the hope that kills you, right? Um, and I think we talked about it in last match or last uh, podcast, and I, I said unequivocally that it was a very important game for this club. And and I tried to make an argument, and my argument just fell to fell on deaf ears here. In yeah, you were, you were, you were planting seeds on barren ground with the two of us, man. We yeah. 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 So yep. <clears throat> um, how do you feel now is the question. Um, but I, I still I don't care. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> it was, I still think it was a very important match. And, and I think that um, Tottenham did, the, did themselves no favors um, trying to, trying to show them that we are progressing. Um. There was, it seemed to me, there was no passion on that team. There was no passion on the field. There was no get up and go. It just seemed like they went out there and they said, shit, we're playing the best team in the world. Not much we can do about it. Instead of going out there and saying, we can beat these fucking guys. We can play with these guys. And I I just think Bentinker had a bad game. Decky had a bad game. Uh, Pedro Porro was off of it a little bit. Um, you know, there was no link up between Odogi and and Timo Werner. Um, there was nothing to connect the that back line. The back line was good um, for the most part. There was nothing to connect that back line to 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 the front line. So, you know, we know that Destiny doesn't play the game that way, right? He doesn't make those big long passes. He doesn't do those big those big giant diagonals even. He just he that's not the way he he plays the game. He likes to carry the ball, right? He likes to carry the ball. He likes to move forward after passing it off to a midfielder and and getting into the mix, right? He's not going to be the guy who's going to make a nice long a nice long pass to to Werner streaking forward and I think at times Werner was really really good I think he moved well I think that he was getting into into spaces where he was able to to uh, to work and get free um the one time he actually did have a chance he got you know he got caught by for some reason he's still the fucking fastest guy in the league I think <laughs> um Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker caught up to him man fast man he's really really fast and then then drew a foul right Ended up getting a free kick out of it or some shit. I, I think you're right. I mean, Van De Ven is equally <laughs> fast, but but Walker yeah. just hunted you know, him. I, down. I, I think Mickey to be was fair, good. Walker is kind of a cheater. <laughs> also fair. <laughs> He's also a Texas Ranger, but we that's another discussion. <laughs> um, so you know, I mean, overall, I think our best performance out there. I think for. Uh, most of the well, for a lot of the game was Hoiberg. I think he was solid defensively. I think that you know he made the two kind of real boneheaded plays, right? Um, that really that really ruined it for him. But there was just like it didn't seem like anybody wanted to, wanted to do anything to try and take that chance to try and be brave to try and play those balls in. Um, instead of just relying on three guys going forward in straight lines. So Mike, a question for you, and this kind of gets to 
my assessment of the game. I, uh, you won't be surprised. I, I didn't see it as bleakly as I think, I think you see it and you knew going in, of course I wanted to win, but okay, we didn't win. You know, we onward, we go. <laughs> there's, there's a part of me that says like, first of all, I think Vandeven was the best player on the pitch, hands down. Um, just personal opinion in terms of what, what I saw from, him. but against a team that good, in the absence of Madison and, you know, even coming on late didn't matter in the absence of Madison, when Decky had to kind of play the creative role, like Decky didn't seem like he could bring it in that role against a team that good having, having Madison in the creative role and Decky over on the right in lieu of Johnson, who's been there since Madison has been out. Like Johnson has struggled and needs to sit on the bench a little bit. Like I want to believe that when we play city again in the league and we have our, our full squad back, hoping we have our full squad back. I think you actually see a different, different match. And to me, even with what did feel like a lack of passion, but I think it was actually just going up against a really damn good team. What felt like a lack of passion, not a really damn good team, but the best team in the world. No question. And we were nil, nil, super late. We were nil, nil, super late. And they scored on a, on a, it's not a bogus goal. I mean, obviously the situation earned it, but it was, it was a, it was a goal that, you know, it wasn't like we gave that up in open play, I guess is what I'm, what I'm getting at. And so I, I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't a great game, but it wasn't a bad game either. I just think, I think that goal was not well defended. No. Um, Vicario got himself boxed out and, and stuck. Right. Yeah. And you know, whether it's the way he plays, like he, I'm sure I, I don't think I remember that it, he doesn't like having a defender in front of him. Right. So why would you? Well, that's that's the way a lot of a lot of keepers will play is to have a defender at that near post in front of them. I'm sorry, you said a defender. I, I was yeah, thinking yeah. A, a, <clears throat> an offensive player. My bad. Um, but you know, there's this there's this idea going around on the internet that that uh, Ruben threw himself into into Vicario. Um, but like I, the problem is, is that we give a little bit too much protection to the keepers i think um and you know ds is absolutely allowed to fight for that ball and to be in that space especially if vicario is going to let him be in that space before the with without even fighting to to get it get over the top of him like you you can't just jump over the top of him and and, and expect to punch the ball away to a safe space you know, you have to you have to get in front of that guy who's trying to box you out. It's he absolutely. There's no way that that's a foul to me. The problem with that play for me was that is was that it, a thousand a thousand fucking times this year, you've seen that called a foul, right? There's zero consistency. So that's my issue with that with that play. I don't have an issue with the goal being being called a goal. I don't have an issue with no foul being called because I don't think it is a foul. I think that it's the consistency of the referees that, and, and the calls being made on the field that, that pisses me off, you know, and, and, and it's not just this season. It's been, it's getting progressively worse. You think in the league with a uh, league VAR, it might've been viewed differently than it did in the cup. There, there, there seemed to be some differences in how that got, got well, executed. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a number of different things that happen you know, when you have, when you have VAR and the FA cup or the, even the, the don't care about cup is, um, is that if one opposing team doesn't have a VAR set up, you can't use VAR. Sure. Yeah. But if both teams do, you can, that rule's got to fucking change. Yeah. You have like, there, there has to be a point where, they have to be able to set up some sort of VAR system, even if you're playing in a national league, say a national league South stadium, right? There has to be a way to do it. Otherwise, if you can't use it for every game, then you shouldn't be able to use it at all. But it does, that doesn't really even matter because in this situation, that's a, that's a goal hundred times out of a yeah. hundred for me. All righty. Steve, uh, for our listeners who don't get to see you, you know, I want to point out that you are in full blown coach attire tonight, ready to just drop insane knowledge on us. So start dropping, man. Let's, let's hear it. What do you got? Uh, Jablonska Kogalu. 
<laughs> I'm uh, I'm more in the same boat as you, Dave. You know, it's it's not something that I'm like terribly upset about, right? Like we went toe to toe with them um, for a good deal of the match, playing less than what we would expect from the team. To Mike's point, um, and we almost got away with it, right? We almost had something. So which is I, classic us versus city, right? Yeah, Get, actually getting away with it. It's rough, but like, you know, the way that I'm sort of looking at it is that it was disconnected, right? Like we've talked about how, you know, certain players just didn't show up. Benton Kerr had a rough game. Decky had a rough game, you know, but uh, the players who did show up, right? Like I'm, I'm highlighting Werner because I think he made some incredible runs that nobody was picking up right and to me that is just a product of you know he's new to the team he's not totally integrated yet you know they're still getting a feel for him and and what he needs and okay right like i think pastacoglu's uh comments after the match where he was talking about you know city have been building for years and we've just started i think that's a fair assessment to be honest um it doesn't really excuse some of the performances, and and I don't think Ange is trying to make any excuses whatsoever for for the way some of these guys showed up or didn't show up. Uh, but it is worth noting that for a team that's so early on in our rebuild that has had injury crisis after injury crisis, and we're trying to get to a to a place where our best players are consistently playing together. I mean, I. In that context, I feel okay about the loss. Um, you know, it, yes, it's something that I would have preferred to win. I would have loved to make that deep cup run. But I think, you know, even last week, I wasn't expecting us to light them up or anything. And I do I do agree that when we've got our full team back and we're going, uh, you know, firing on all cylinders, we've got our ideal midfields, Madison pulling the strings, getting back into his rhythm. I do think that, Dave, you're absolutely right. We're going to see a completely different game. But um, what's going to be interesting to me is how the team is going to evolve over the next few games as we're starting to get players back to fitness. Uh, it, you know, Madison's coming back to fitness. We've got Sar returning from AFCON. Um, you know, so we've got more options coming to us. And it's going to take a little bit of time to build uh, on what the squad has been doing, right? But I do think that we are positioning ourselves to have a really effective end of the season. And I am kind of excited for that. Uh, you know, we just have the league to focus on now. So it's, I mean, I think at this point, we have to heavily scrutinize each result because um, there's just no more, you know, oh, we had midweek fixture because of the cup. Oh, we had, you know, this other thing going on. Oh, you know, it. And that's all going away now. We have the league and that's it. Focus on that. Continue to get these points. Really put the pressure on some of these guys that are still competing on multiple fronts. See if we can take points off of the, uh, you know, top six teams. See if we can get in there and, and really solidify our place for a European spot next season. And then, yeah, just keep building in the offseason, right? You know, I, I think Andrew's doing a fantastic job. I think the that as disappointing as it is to go crashing out of the cup in the way that we did, there are more positives to take away looking towards the future uh, than at any cup crash out that we've had in years past. Um, so again, just trying to contextualize it, and you know, maybe I'm I'm being a little bit uh, oh, it's uh, you know whatever it's the FA Cup, like you know trying trying to brush it off like it doesn't matter because. It does, right? We we do want that trophy, but um, I'm I'm just not that upset with what I'm seeing from Ange, and I know that the reactions that he's getting from the players, the the way that he's trying to set up, you know, I don't think he's set up to try to like force a draw or force a cheeky goal. I just think that his tactics uh, weren't bought into completely, and mm. you know that's kind of on the players to to turn this around. So I'm I'm. I'm trying to keep positive is what I'm getting at. And, you know, we've got a couple games coming up, so let's see how they bounce back from that disappointment. I like that, Steve. I like it. Hey, you know, what, boys, uh, as we've been talking, I have four questions that have come to my mind. Can you handle four questions? 
I can I handle at most three, um, but Mike's going to have to handle at least one of them. All right, fair. I'm going to start with the easiest question first. Mike, the scarf behind you on your chair, is that one I've seen, or is that, a, is yeah, that something scarf. new? What is, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the uh, New Orleans first scarf. That's New Orleans. Orleans. All right. Very nice. All right. Thank you. So that was, that was question number one. Question number two. It's time for the dad joke of the week. You ready? Is that a question? Yep. I guess, are you ready? He said, said, are you ready? (laughs) Fair enough. The joke is the question. All right. You ready? Here we go. What do the Eiffel Tower and a tick have in common? I don't know, Dave. What do the Eiffel Tower and a tick have in common? They are both parasites. <laughs> yep. That was a good one. Yep, yep, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Was I, I enjoyed that. I'm pretty happy with that. You hear the, you hear the, the joy in my voice, actually. All right. The, the third question is a serious question. We're we're a bit past the halfway point. I don't I don't know exactly where we are, but I'm not not talking about this pod, but you know, um the season. The season. So at this stage, we're out of both cups. So it's just the league. What league finish are you satisfied with at the end of this season? At this moment in time, what would you be satisfied as the final outcome? Has to be top four for me. There's no excuse anymore. You know, we can't say we were trying to get the trophy. We can't say that we were pushing for, you know, some other uh, you know, piece of silverware. It's all in on the league. And I do think that given the squad that we have, given the way that the teams around us are performing, and given what Ange has been able to do uh, in this first season, I don't think it's unrealistic for us to expect a top four finish. I think that should be the goal. And I, it, it seems reasonable to me. Whereas in prior seasons, I would have said, oh, well, you know, if we get six, that's fine. No, mm-hmm. top four is, is what's going to make me happy. And I think that, uh, I don't even think Ange has said, like, you know, we're, we're within spitting distance of number one. He's not letting the foot off the gas. He's he's gunning for the top. Yeah. Uh, and and you know if we get that top position, I'll be over the moon. But I would be perfectly satisfied falling in that top four. How about you, Mike? We're gonna have to have a lot of crazy shit happen to get that top position, even though we are in spitting distance. Um, <laughs> spitting distance. <laughs> So so called spitting distance. We we let's <laughs> let's laser. Hope, yeah, let's hope those fuckers that are likely going to win first get fucking relegated. Um, there's gonna be a lot of great players just hanging out in the breeze, aren't there? Um, going to Saudi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so realistically, I think a fourth or fifth is probably realistic. Um, I think with the things that this, that this team can achieve second or third, I think if, if we are looking at Spurs as, um, a healthy, full, uh, fully functioning unit, second or third is reasonable, (laughs) but I think, I think realistically fourth or fifth is probably what we're looking at. Um, and that's just based on, on, number of injuries, uh, frequency of injuries, um, the ability to have, um, competent, competent backups that, that can, that can do the job and hold the line. Um, because we, we really don't have that. The other question too, Dave, just to add on to this is, should we get, and we can discuss this at another time, but like, should we get, that top four spot is this team yet close even close to being able to make a run in a european competition or are we deep enough to survive a season of that is the other or part deep of the enough to survive even the group stage yeah yeah, um, yeah because we saw what we saw what happened with a with a newcastle club who you know a lot of great a lot of really nice players right they just they they kind of lucked into it like Spurs did the previous season, um, and got into the got into that cup. And sure, they were in the in, basically in the group of death, but you know you saw that they weren't built for that because they suffered in the league because of the way that they had to play in their group. Yeah. Um, 
and so I mean, the bench to, to make yeah, that happen. And it happened, and it happened to Spurs too. They made it out of the group, but they didn't go any further, right? It's so you have to have a team that's built for that. Now, that brings me back to kind of the frequency of these injuries that are happening. You know, um, obviously, this this team might be getting tired. You know, we have guys coming back. Madison did not did not look even. I thought he was going to start, and he didn't even look close to fit for the for the match. Um, they never do. We we always convince ourselves they're going to start when they're available. They never do. They always no no in. no 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 no. He he definitely wasn't ready. He definitely needs some no. more time. Um, a little bit more time out there. So, um, he'll he'll work his way back into it. We're going to have Sar coming back. Um, with any luck, we have Basuma coming back. <laughs> I say with any luck, but. Um, Sonny might not be back until fucking April or May. Who knows when the Asia Cup ends? Um, but I mean, if these guys are are getting worn out in practice and they're getting, you know, they're getting worn out and worn down, and they're getting injured in in, in training, they're getting injured on the on the pitch during a match day. You get to you have to really, you can't question the 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 tactics or, or the way that Ange trains, what you do have to question is, is this team able to make a deep run deep enough to get them that fourth or fifth? Right. Mike, I I find myself um, pretty much aligned with everything you've said in your assessment. Um, I think, I think the fourth or fifth is the logical place. The second or third is the maybe place and the, Angus style is is going to result in injuries until the team adapts and they're still adapting. You know, it's a part of the it's part of the process. I loved how he was talking about referencing City, talking about like nine years, right? Like he just he he's managing expectations, which is something I'm fond of. I think that's a that's a good thing. I remember the start of this season, people were like, "Can we win the league?" You know, like and and just think about how that conversation has shifted um, appropriately. I would say, yeah, so. I think a lot of that was just that was like kind of fun, but yeah. We kind of know, Valid. obviously not, but you know what else is fun? The last question that needs to be asked. And Mike, you're the only one who can answer it. And Steve, you're the only person who can ask this question tonight. So I'm going to hand. You're going to be baton, disappointed. Hand the baton to you, big fella. You're going to be disappointed. Go ahead, Stephen. Story of my life. Um, <laughs> yes. So I guess the question is this. Um, hey, Mike, what you drinking? Um, I'm still drinking this. Guys. Let's again manage expectations here. Um, I'm at the end of this dry January. I've decided to uh, to to kick Hey Mike to the curb this week. Um, based on the right, fact, then, Hey Mike, what'd you smoke before we uh, got on? <laughs> Nothing, Mike. You just um, you just had something that you were drinking. I don't give a shit what right. it is. You tell us what it was right now. Tastes okay. like a Spurs win. I like it's that. nothing. It's, cool it's nothing new. I'm still drinking this. Um, is this garbage NA beer? Um, Wait, are you are you killing? Are you killing Hey Mike for this week only, or are you killing yeah, yeah. Hey Mike? Altogether? No, 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 uh, no, no. Just okay. for this week because um, I've got so much NA beer or near beer or whatever you want to call it, North America um, beer. Yes, that I have that I've I can't buy. I can't possibly buy any more of it and enjoy any more of it. I can't. I can't do it. I don't enjoy it. I I just don't like it. And I think if I do this again next year, there's going to be no NA anything. See, Mike, here's here's the thing. Here's you, the thing. You think the you thing, think I might be is, jumping off the bridge here, but no, no. The, the thing is, I think I think what Steve and I already knew, but what you've come to realize is drinking beer is a is a joyful activity. But part of the joy comes from the fact that like if if you drink enough of them or you drink a powerful enough one it makes it feel kind of fun as well and when you're drinking that na nonsense like you ju- you just stripping the fun out of out of the experience you're better <laughs> off drinking ice water cuz you need that hydration brother you I know thought like, it was, I, I think you, well, you I thought this month it. was going to be I thought it was actually going to be kind of fun kind of reviewing some of these na na yeah. uh, near beers uh this is really the athletic brewing company the only ones that I found to be um Pal- palatable as far as a craft beer goes um or a, a craft near beer 
that said, let, we can we can talk just a little bit for real quickly about about um, my near beer experience. So, like you across the yeah. month, you're, you're yeah, yeah. Yes. The the, the amount of a, what do you got there, Steve? I'm having a hard time. Just review this beer based on the can alone. I can't see a goddamn thing. There's so much light. I know. It's let's see if I turn this off. Yeah, Zoom no, is acting. Zoom is acting funky tonight. What is the, that? Watercolors replay. Watercolors replay. Huh. Who makes that? Uh Skygazer Brewing Company. Oh, Skygazer. Interesting. Hmm. Yes. Now Better just based naval, on that can art alone. What is your rating? Did you say meat gazer? I said better than naval gazers. Oh, I thought you said meat. Okay. <laughs> um, based on that can? Yeah. I feel like it's probably either a really high octane uh, double IPA or, or, or it's a sour of some sort that has a lot of different fruits in it. It is a Berliner style Weiss beer with lemon, raspberry, blueberry, vanilla, and milk sugar. 3.5. Poppy for the win. <laughs> 3.5. Poppy for the win. I mean, Mike, I, what, what's your, what is your NA experience? So, my NA experience. So, I was from, from what I've seen and what I've tasted, um, it seems that the NA craft beers um, are still falling behind i think a lot of people enjoy uh the idea of a of a craft beer of a well this athletic right here is a hazy ipa like people love the idea of having that hazy ipa and having it be na the problem so the problem with that is that they were still in the in the younger days of the of the na craft beer experience um they haven't figured out a way to keep them below fucking 18 carbs per mm. can you know that's more than a serving of carbs man i'd rather have the a than that much sugar am i right right yeah so um not great for diabetics they the the thing is is that the beers themselves they're not they're not well made um in a lot of the crap that you that you can usually get away with with an IPA, you can't get you can't hide that when you're not using the yeast to help develop the flavors and to develop the the eat the sugars and develop the alcohol. Interesting. The what I have found on the other side of that coin though is that the big breweries, the the macro brewers have figured out a way to do it. They make a Pilsner taste like a Pilsner. They've, you know, they made that Stella taste like a Stella. You know, the the Heineken, they've made that taste like a Heineken. Guinness has a zero, has a zero, zero, zero. That tastes like a Guinness. Budweiser, I don't know what the fuck they did there, but um, we've, we've, talked, we've talked to Jason about it. And Jason has, you know, told us that, hey, listen, uh, it tastes like water. It's like beer flavored water, right? segue there you are a fan of the uh the hoppy waters right like that, that's something i i still haven't had a chance to try but yeah they're they're that, a... um well the the burlington the burlington beer co yeah they do the yeah. the wave uh, that that's it's kind of refreshing i'd like to it, it doesn't really blow your face off of hops does it have a seltzer vibe or yeah it's not... a very it's a very seltzer vibe very seltzer vibe gotcha yeah and it's very um they're very refreshing it's like a refresher interesting when they're when they're cold they get warm and it's like worthless, just like a seltzer, like a warm seltzer. Yeah, understood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I found that. So through this journey this this month, I have found that um, craft beer hasn't figured out how to do it yet, and and the macro brews have. Even though Klaus Taller is is widely considered one of the best <laughs> um, NA beers, <sighs> Mike's not having it. I, I can't have it. I, I can't do it. Hey, that's a good observation. Good realization. I, I like it very much. Very, very much. What do you guys say we uh, move on from no, hey, Mike, what you drinking and get into the next next phase of the pod, boys? How do you feel? Sure. All right. Let's talk about Brentford. Brentford on Wednesday. And first, let's talk <clears> about <throat> for a moment, because I know Mike loves himself some some ITK. You love this kid that uh, 
Brentford supposedly signed, but I'm seeing things today. Our buddy Nikki Wink shared with us that uh, there might be some issues there. I'm wondering if maybe our Spurs were were more aware than Brentford was. What what do we think about this? I think that the well, so you're obviously talking about the the quote unquote back and knee problems that this kid has. Quote unquote that that were that were found in the medical. Um, so the deal is off apparently. Um, allegedly, allegedly, apparently, yeah. Um, who knows? That could be just some knucklehead fucking saying some shit. I don't. I, don't, I didn't even <laughs> look at the the thing. All I did is look. I looked at a headline when I when I googled it. I I, I googled so like most wrong, What's wrong with Nusa? What's wrong with Nusa? Is that what you typed in? Yeah, into Google. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, it, it's not that I love the kid. I I did my YouTube research, and um, and then, you know, I googled around looking looking into the kid, and he s- seems to be the real fucking deal. Of course, you know we've we've had that with a couple of other guys that we ended up not signing, that ended up just, you know, falling by the wayside. Uh, i.e. Uh, Gift Orban uh, and uh, who's the other uh, Adama Traore like those are players that we were linked with that a lot of people wanted uh, a lot of people thought we had to have them now um, Traore was more of a known quantity but like Orban's not Gift Orban it is kind of settled in um, and he's kind of his, his goal scoring has dropped right uh, and he's been injured um, and and maybe this is the deal with Nusa too. I, I don't know. It it seemed from my research that he was uh, that he's very uh, highly thought of around the world as going as being one of the next big things. But who knows now? I mean, if this is just an alleged thing that happened, I don't know. I mean, obviously he wasn't going to show up for the Brentford match anyway because he was going to stay you know, over there for the year. Right. Valid, valid. So yeah, let's so, talk about the Brentford match. What do you, uh, let's actually let's bounce over to Steve for a minute. Yeah, Steve, yeah. What do you think about, you have a Brentford cat on your head again. I do have a cat on my head. Nice. It's true. Uh, no, she's gone. Um, <laughs> Brentford. So, uh, going back to the bees, um, I am feeling a lot more optimistic this time around. Um, even though they've got Tony back, we've got Van de Ven back and, you know, he is just, I missed him. I really did. <laughs> Watching Van de Ven defend is just such a delight. Um, so I'm really excited about that. We've got Madison, who's potentially, you know, in contention. Feel really good about having him in there, too. You know, it just seems like, like I said earlier, we're getting a lot of these players back, you know, going into the the end of the season, the back half of the season, Um and now is the time to really push for it. And I know that these guys are going to be disappointed following a rough loss. I know that they're going to look to prove that they can bounce back. Uh, and a lot of the talk uh, from the players, even, I think Romero had come out and, you know, talked about the disappointment and how it's, you know, he's got to light a fire in the team and make sure that they're giving it their all and really pushing towards the end. I think it's going to be a a much better game on Wednesday then we saw against City, I think it's going to be much more in our favor. And I'm feeling really optimistic that we're going to get a, a solid result there. I'm That's anticipating Madison gets the start and they've, you know, kind of talked about, you know, let's try feeding Werner a little bit more if he's getting into those, you know, spaces, making those runs. But, you know, I, I haven't really seen a game that Ange has... has put together where he has followed a bad performance with an even worse performance. You know what I mean? Like we had a string of losses, but I didn't see that as like, they're just regressing. I saw it more as, you know, they're building, they're growing. And I, I do think that this is going to be a learning experience. I think Angela's going to want to drill it into the entire squad that they need to be winning these games. Um, and this is the perfect opportunity for them to bounce back the perfect time to show that you know what we're here for it we're going to make life hell for everybody in that top six we are going to pick up every damn point 
that is in front of us from here on out. And I really think we are going to give it to Brentford uh, on Wednesday. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to about uh, Brentford on Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> traveling to DC for work, actually, if my flight is on time, I should be able to make kickoff at DC Spurs. That's uh that's one thing that I'm looking forward to a possible drop in. And then after the match, I get to, uh, yeah, there you go. I uh, get to meet up with my, my oldest son, grab a bite to eat. And then we're going to catch a wizards Clippers game on Wednesday night. So it's going to be a nice, nice little sporting afternoon afternoon for me after the not day bad, of travel. Looking forward to that. That will be fun. Yeah, absolutely. It better be fun. All right. Hey boys, let's, uh, what else are we looking at? There's there's Everton on the weekend. We want to talk about Everton. You got anything to say about it, or is, it, is that I too far? I hope we blow them out of the water. You hope we relegate them. I mean, that'd be nice, but no, that's to me that's another game. Like these these two, Brentford and Everton, are are really solid bounce back games, right? They're not they're not really pushovers by any sense of the imagination, um, but they're very winnable games, and they're games that Ange is going to want the team to prove a point with. Um, so I do think that the goal should be six out of six points. Uh, you know, I, I'd be okay. I think with four out of six, I'll be disappointed. Anything less than that. And I'm, I'm coming in next week, pissed off. Uh, we should be getting the six points. We really should. And if we're not doing it, then we've got some issues and, uh, heads are going to roll next week. Mike is a six point week. What do you think? Um, I was wondering if you're going to let me do my get my take on Brentford, but didn't want to. No, I'm sorry. Did it? Did we just bounce past yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. I just well, it's, I, I'm feeling I left out. And... I kind of gave you an opening there. I asked <laughs> Little, if it was going to be a six point week, so you really could have gone anywhere with that. You could have gone back to Brentford ahead yeah. to Everton. Like it's it's up to you. Yeah, what's it going to be? The world's your oyster. You know, oh, I think everybody. We got Mopey Mike now. He's, Brent... he's dry. He's Mopey. <laughs> Oh bother. Um <laughs> is it raining outside again? <laughs> it's raining again, Pooh. <laughs> um so with both of these teams, like Brentford fucking embarrassed themselves with that fucking Ivan Tony fucking WWE style fucking rollout. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about did that. Did they? Did they? Or are they just ahead of the curve and everybody's going to start? No, that's that. fucking dumb, dude. This is this is soccer. My God, that's Tony's music. You know, they <laughs> fucking did it at the, the they did it at the Raven Stadium, too, when fucking Sizzle came out, right? Oh, yeah. That, that didn't really <laughs> They shut all the fucking it. lights off in the place at halftime and people were like, what the fuck's going on? Like nobody knew what was going on. And then the purple lights came on the smoke, and then like Terrell Suggs comes out of the fucking tunnel, and they're like, "Oh, he he did not. <laughs> we're help. still gonna lose." Yeah. <laughs> um. So they Brentford really fucking embarrassed themselves. I don't like Brentford. I want them to go away. Um. Mm. So I want I want Spurs to play a part in this next few in these next few games in the relegation of two teams. Um. And 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 I'm gonna root for Luton Town for the rest of the season as my secondary team, uh, and and not because uh, of their cool story or anything like that, uh, it, just because I want one of those two teams to go the fuck away. Listeners, if you could have seen the 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 gestures Mike just made when he said "cool story," yeah, that was uh, that was intriguing. No, I, I think Lute, I think Luton plays interesting plays interesting football in, in a way that like you know it's like we don't give a fuck who you are we're gonna come at you you know it's it's like a championship team playing as a championship team in the Premier League mm-hmm. and there's some and it's, they're somehow able to pull points off here and there and it's and it's and it's actually getting kind of fun to watch um, but you know I I don't like Brentford I I don't like their approach I hope they get relegated. Uh, um, and because because if if this tr- stuff about Nusa isn't true, he's gonna he's gonna um rue the day that he uh, spurned Spurs for for Brentford. Um, but quite honestly, I don't I don't like Brentford. Uh, I was a fan of Tom Tomas Frank. 
Um, but the 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 team kind of like they got to stay up, um, which is kind of nice for them. Um, but they they don't seem to want to go anywhere, and then they want to make everybody think that Ivan Tony's like a hundred and thirty million dollar player, um, and he's uh, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, it, it's just like it's it's just so fucking cheesy. Uh, stop doing it. This is this is soccer. Uh, Everton. They're becoming less and less likable. Um, they have a good a good cast of characters. They're they're a well put together team. They're well coached by Sean Dyche. Um, but they they constantly bend and break the rules. Um, and, and don't get anywhere with it. Like, <laughs> you know, at least, at least with city, it's like, fuck, you know, we found a way, the they found a way to get, get away with it for at least eight years. <laughs> Everton does it for like two years. And they're like, <laughs> we got you, you know, yeah, you still suck. Right. So, I mean, but no, it's, it's fine. Uh, I, I, I think that Steve's right. I think that, that we should easily take six points out of this weekend or out of this, these next couple of games um and if we don't i think i'm going to be disappointed if we don't if we don't take six points uh and and if we're going to continue to talk about this you know spitting distance or we can make a a run at the at the league um then you have to have the six points from these teams uh and i've been saying this for three fucking years these are the these are the teams that you have to absolutely have to beat in order to in, in order to stay where where you are uh you know in the top you don't you don't make it to the top without beating these teams and and spurs have kind of in the past and i don't think it's it's the thing now but in the past have not beaten these teams which is why they end up in a sixth or seventh spot and and we're wondering what the fuck happened right because they're losing to those sheffield uniteds they're losing to those crystal palaces um and and the brentfords and, and and the burnleys and those type of teams like those teams are the teams you have to beat. And if you don't do it, then that's that, man. You don't that's deserve you, you don't deserve to be in the top four if you can't valid. beat those teams. They're so valid. whether those teams are good or not, it doesn't it's it's immaterial. I want them both relegated because I think they're a, a drain on on the system that is the Premier League and they make us look bad. That's it. I like it. I like that's it. that's argument. my weekend take. All right. Wait, does that mean you have no closing thoughts? Oh, no, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Snap. Here we go. Steve, over to you first. Closing thoughts, my friend. Bring us on. Closing thoughts. So uh, I'm going to come over to this side of the ocean for uh, closing thoughts because we've got our, our Super Bowl contenders. Uh, you know, it's kind of a big game coming up for any of our uh, overseas listeners. Um but the most interesting story for me <clears throat> is uh, something. It's a it's a piece, a totally reputable uh, news station, and totally not uh, complete bullshit. Uh, Fox News. Yes. Maybe you've heard of them? Yes, well, they had well this, known uh, outfit. Yes, they do. Hard hitting piece. Um, and I'm going to read to you this this headline: oh, Is oh, Taylor is it... Swift a Pentagon psyop? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the the piece they did on taylor swift's plane and how it was belching out co2 emissions did you guys catch that one all of a sudden all of a sudden fox news is worried about the environment i i was flabbergasted i just i i'm you know it, it's got me thinking though with all this obsession with taylor swift who by the way i've got no problem with taylor swift so if any of you swifties want to come on and and you know become longtime listeners i am likewise pro, are, are pro we swift. are we a swift fam- friendly pod i i think we are mike i, I, uh, like to say I so. am a i'm a taylor swift friendly house uh yeah, not, not by not by choice but taylor we got we got time for you and we got time for your boyfriend Absolutely. and his brother as well i, I so, made yeah. a little sigh noise when they showed her for the 47th time or showed that well, box for the 47th well, time. she did as well did you see that part where she's like leave me alone or or do something else she she was mouthing to the camera like oh hey stop yeah yeah we'll yeah, stop acting like 12 year olds so i, I made a little sigh and in, in, in <laughs> made a in, little sigh in my brief moment of of weakness when i sighed my daughter looked over at me rolled her eyes and said what did taylor ever do to you 
Uh, is this right, the Steve. same the same daughter who uh, thought that Taylor Swift is the one that made Travis Kelsey famous? Yes, yes. That, that's the one. Yeah. The one. Right. Steve, well, I'm, uh, we, didn't, we didn't mean to hijack your, your Taylor. But to answer uh, uh, Fox's question, uh, yeah. no, I don't think Taylor Swift is a Pentagon psyop. Um, so just wanted to get that out there. But it did get me thinking, is there like an English equivalent? Like, is there some pop star or something that's like so just ingrained in their culture where if like some random sporting event or, or some bullshit is happening? I actually think giving... there is. It's. Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Swift. I think it might be Taylor Swift. Have, yeah. Do they have Swiftitis in uh, in North London? Is or what do you call it? The Swifties. I, I think they do. Crabs. I. Crabs? Did you say crabs? He did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just making sure you're paying attention. Don't know that I want to explore that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, like. Is this does does Taylor Swift have that level of international appeal where they will stop like a city game, a United game, a Spurs game, and just go? Taylor Swift is doing this right now, brushing her teeth in Tokyo. Well, or whatever okay, so is it is it uh, William and Kate? Is that is that the comparable? Is like it they're, like they're going to give I them screen time at, at a at a match, right? Because I never I never really gave that much consideration either, and. It's just got me thinking, why do we have to like, you know, we're watching sports for the sports, right? I don't give a shit about who's in the stands. I don't care who's watching. Hell, I don't even want to see the spectators half the time. Like, yeah, just, because just... they're because they're shirtless idiots in fucking 20 below weather. Exactly. Actually, I, I love it, the spectators. Show them some love. No, nah, I can't. Dude, I, dude, I can't Dave, you know, there are men that are older than you that go to a football game, wear football pads with spikes on them and paint their face. And wear a football helmet. And those guys, older than those guys, are staying out of jail because of that release. So yeah, have at it, bro. Enjoy your Sunday afternoon. I got nothing against it, but like you know, focus on the game. I don't need breaks every you know thirty seconds to see you know what whoever is doing in the stadium. It it just doesn't appeal to me at all. I, I quite honestly, Steve, I am a little bit tired when the play on the field is being overshadowed by what's going on in that box with those fucking 35 year old, 35 year old and older um, men and women in that box acting like fucking teenagers. It's embarrassing. It's stupid. And it takes away from the product on the field. In my estimation, as a longtime NFL fan, it takes away from the product on the field. So Mike, I agree. And that's, that's embarrassing for the NFL. And and for the football media to be treating it like it is, and if Taylor says knock it the fuck off, then she she want wants to be she has chosen a life to be a, you know you know a public figure, but at the same time she's up in that box and wants to enjoy herself. She shouldn't have a camera looking at her ninety seven percent of the game. Totally agree, Mike. One exception: Jason Kelsey can do whatever the hell he wants. Well, we can't make an exception. I, I love that guy. Um, I love their podcast. Uh, if they all, if either one of them want to come on uh, Wicked Spursy, sure. We we we'll, we'll we'd make it. room. Yeah, we, we would make room. Schedule. Um, but we can't we can't make exceptions for Jason Kelsey or you know, and not make an exception for Taylor. So I guess since Jason Kelsey <laughs> is my new spirit animal, uh, I guess I will make an exception for Taylor Swift. Uh, continue to act like an idiot if you want to, because you're worth one point. Two billion billion dollars. That's how much she's worth. Um, There you have that, Steve. A novel question, though. I I can't wait to see all the comments flood in on our social media pages. The Swifty uh, hate with feedback from England about about who the the comps are. I'm I'm very very curious. Who are the comps? Adele. I wonder who the comps are. I don't know. Adele's Uh, big, but she's not like who's the ugly the ugly kid with the lazy eye or the. Ugly <laughs> kid with the lazy eye. Uh, Isn't there? Uh, yeah, what's his name? He's blonde. He's a like a new, a newer, newer singer. No, no, he's. Uh, I, I don't even know who the fuck he is. What, what, I, I can't remember his name. Dude, don't talk about Rick Astley like that. Never gonna give you a. Um, why are you are you googling ugly kid with lazy eye? Ugly kid with lazy eye. Yes, that's exactly what he's doing. Mike, put your phone down and give us your closing thought. Ed Sheeran. Let's get, let's get, Ed Sheeran. 
Ed Sheeran. <laughs> He's only worth a billion dollars. So yeah, does that Ed Sheeran sucks. have a lazy? Oh, does he have a lazy I, eye? Yeah, I just see his hair actually. And what you're what you're sharing there? He definitely has a lazy eye. Wow. Um, well, you just blew us getting the Ed Sheeran podcast going. I, I was trying to schedule with him, so I'm sure he's a lovely, lovely human. So, um, what I wanted to talk about was, uh, and and it's maybe it's Spurs related, maybe it's not. It, it's probably, you know, it probably shakes hands with being Spurs related. Um, Jurgen Klopp has called it quits. Um, we here at Wicked Spursy have. Um, talked a lot of shit about Jurgen Klopp in the past, uh, mostly because the fact that he's a uh, wine ass crybaby, and and sure, you know, he is a wine ass crybaby, and uh, I bet he'll admit that too. Um, he, I think it's part of his his gameplay. It's part of his his shtick, you know. Um, and I and I think that's how he he uses that as kind of a tactical advantage sometimes to get some things that he wants. Um, and uh, more power to you, Jurgen. Uh, but I do also want to recognize the fact that this guy is um, outside of football is a world class human being. He's done a lot for the community of Liverpool for Liverpool fans in in the in the past. Um, he's done a lot for this league. He has taken. You know, and I'm not going to say that Fenway Sports Group doesn't have billions of dollars to spend, but they certainly don't have as much money to spend as as uh, the city group does, right? Um, so Liverpool goes out there, and Jurgen Klopp keeps the no matter the players keeps that team competitive with City, and he's doing a service to the, he's been doing a service to the Premier League for years, and I think we ought to recognize like the world-class manager that Jurgen Klopp is uh, and, and may continue to be, you know, once, once he takes his year off to reconsider, you know, whatever it is he wants to do. Um, he said he's never coming back to coach another team in the premier league, which I find commendable. Actually, actually he said England, I think. Or England, right. Yeah. He said England. So I, 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 I find that very commendable. I, I think, I think that's a testament to the, the human being that he is. Um, and and he stays true to his allegiances. Now we'll see if that happens. Um, but you know, it's that is probably it, him leaving would probably help to make room for Spurs. Um, it, it, that's that kind of where I was going with the with the handshake. Um, but yeah, Jurgen Klopp, so, so- great manager. He's done a lot for the game of football. He's done a lot for the Premier League, which is the league that we love. Uh, and uh, I just want to commend him and say uh, good luck to you in the future, sir. And he's also a Vermont Green fan. That he is. Mike, okay. I want to connect your closing thought and Steve's. Excuse me. Um, yeah, the Jurgen Klopp news. Uh, we, we've had our, our thoughts about him, as most people have. But, you know, I have to say, I kind of feel about Jurgen Klopp the way I feel about Patrick Mahomes. You know, like, I cannot deny the talent. I cannot deny the impact. I cannot deny the the uh the wizardry that the guy you know is able to able to demonstrate um at the same time like can also drive me crazy at the same time and really wish that i didn't didn't have to hear any more from him and uh i guess what i'm not looking forward to the most is is the uh the four month long jurgen klopp wank fest that's going to go on you know just as, as like they they say goodbye to him on on the way out. Like that's just going to get really. It's already gotten old. Uh, just this week, they do it with <laughs> all of our superstars. They, they do. They they, they for sure they do. Bow out. Yeah, that farewell tour is going to be long and drawn out without without question. But uh, much respect to him and to your point also about the caliber of guy. Like you want to talk? I mean, Ange would be a Premier League manager that you'd like to hang out with and have a drink. I mean, Jurgen Absolutely. would be right up there, right? Like he—he's a good. He comes across as a good dude who uh, actually cares about people and and uh, might actually be interested in other people, as opposed to some other managers that we've seen who are total sociopaths and uh, don't give shit about anybody. So that's what we got. Jose, Jose, yeah, just just give him descriptors. You can assign any names you want to for sure. <laughs> Boys, that uh, that's wicked Spursy. Well done this week, gents. Nice. Uh, nicely potted and uh steve as we walk out the door what would you say to people quite good, quite good, quite good, quite good, quite good. and don't be an asshole
Mm, thank you. Good advice always. And Michael, how about you? What, what do you have to say to, to our friends? Oh, guys, uh, I just want everybody to go out there, tread lightly, and be safe. Watch out for fish bowls and ice and all kinds of things like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And anything and else oh you? yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh Tottenham Hotspur action. It's fantastic.